Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. better than this welcome to the draft dudes podcast everybody thank you very much for tuning in on a fine friday for some film study uh, i am kyle Krabs, the director of scouting at ndt scouting uh, draft analyst for fan rag sports i'm joined by my co-host my compadre joe marino assistant director of scouting we've Got ourselves a little team now, Joe, so that's exciting stuff. We'll have to fill everybody in. We've been making some moves and preparations for uh, some really exciting stuff that we have going on that we can't, we can tease, you know, and, and I feel like we've been big teases about this, but uh, I promise it's coming soon. Uh, Joe, are you ready to dig into the film and give the people some takes? Yeah, no, this is going to be good. Um, our My life, and I know your life as well, is literally watching film from the time you wake up to the time you can't intelligently look at it anymore. So this will be a nice chance for us to just kind of dump a bunch of our takes here on the podcast uh, that, you know, that's pretty much just encapsulate what our lives are right now and, and nothing else I'd rather be doing. But the, the truth is when you're trying to get, you know, 300 in-depth evaluations done by early April, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a big undertaking and, uh, so it'll be good to just kind of unleash here for half an hour here for the folks. Yeah, I feel like I need to like get some of this out so I can put <laughs> some new stuff back in. You know, it's the three hundred's a lot of guys to watch. So yes, um, I'm over halfway. I know you're close to halfway. So uh, you know that April finish line is creeping up on us pretty quick here. So hopefully uh, uh, we'll be able to get enough out so I can uh, 
have some fresh takes for the next time we all get together. For sure. All right, so why don't you kick us off? Um, we each have right. four guys, right, that we've watched film on over the course of the past week, done the, the quote-unquote the deep dive. Um, so this is not the first impression, Rose, for any Bachelor fans <laughs> that might be out there. This is this is the real deal. This is like, will you accept this Rose type of, of impressions here? So, Joe, tell us who's getting your first Rose. Wow, uh, that turned into this turned yeah, you, into yeah, a... you you're totally stunned that I just turned this into okay. a bachelor thing. Yeah, you did that. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to move on. Uh, Derek Rivers, Derek Rivers, Edge Defender, Youngstown State. Uh, man, I got into his tape this week, and I really like what I see here. Um, Thirty-seven and a half career sacks, fifty-six and a half tackles for loss, uh, three-time first-team All Missouri Valley Conference. Obviously, the Senior Bowl invitation. So he's had a really good career. And when you look at his his film work, it's it's he's got a lot of great traits, right? Um, I, I, first off, him as a run defender, he, he's. He's fairly detail oriented with the way he uh, plays the the edge as a run defender, chips the blockers, trying to get to the second level. Uh, he'll squeeze down gaps. He'll actually wrong arm uh, pulling blocks with the proper technique and the proper outside shoulder, working back inside. Um, he's got a strong anchor. So that's a pretty firm edge, and then he also has the skills to disengage and, and close out on the the football. and And I like his ability to work laterally, right, move out towards the sideline, which is going to be really important because he's going to be a three four outside linebacker at the next level. Um, so seeing that that ability to flow towards the sideline with some fluidity is important. Uh, as a pass rusher, I like to get off. I think he's got that natural get off. I know that's something that you've really kind of honed in on this year. And, and when looking at these uh, pass rushers is the guys that anticipate snaps and the guys that have actual burst out of their stance. And I think he's got it. I, I like his natural get off. I like his pass rush variety. He's got good counters, right? So when that initial uh, pass rush move or that initial surge fails, he keeps working and has a fairly good uh, hand technique to work back uh, into a different pass rush and keep trying to get pressure. Um, and um, <clears throat> he's, a, he's a little bit tight. Um, but he can bend that corner pretty well, and um, you know he can stand up and rush with his hand in the dirt. So that's an important uh, blend there. Um, good motor all the time. And uh, you know, I, when I thought about his tape, and when I, when I came away with my overall impression, I thought, well, you know, is is this kind of the the you get ninety five percent of Ryan Anderson and Derek Rivers? You know, I think he is that type of player where we both think that, or well, I think that there are three, four ready-made outside linebackers. And uh, I think that if you're a team that's kind of looking at Ryan Anderson, I think you can get a lot of the same skills in Derek Rivers. It's just, you know, he's got a Penguins uh, logo on the side of his helmet versus the, the you know, the 22 there from Alabama. So uh, I think he's a really nice football player. He did well for himself at the Senior Bowl. And uh, you got a chance to speak with him. I know at the Senior Bowl he's a very impressive person. And um, I think this is going to wind up being a quality starter at the next level. Time out. Is there a better mascot in football than the Penguins? Young, oh man, the it's Youngstown t- State Penguins. Well, I think it's both the, that's Penguins, and then like when you see the actual Penguins. Yes, you know it's the combination. Um, I'm surprised you went with with Anderson as as the um, the parallel that you can get a, a comparable player in. I think Rivers is much more twitched up, in my opinion. Than, than what I saw from Anderson. Uh, was there anything specifically that, that kind of led you to that parallel? No, what I it's not so much a stylistic or that oh, okay. they have the same okay. traits. It's that 
hey, if you're looking for this 3-4 outside stand-up linebacker that can function you know, with his hand on the ground, standing up, I, sure. I think that they can do sure. both of those things. Yeah, yeah. and um, I know that's John Owning's guy uh, from FanRag, so uh, that's, that's good company to be because John is – a edge savant, so um, it's it's a good eye. Uh, I've I've done his film as well. I really like him. Um, do, do you have a like a? No, I don't want to put any finalities on here, but give me like a, a range. Like so, day, yeah, day, his day two. No, what do you? Yeah, doing? his yeah, absolutely. His film score wind up being kind of in that mid to low second round grade, and then uh, his production, his resume is going to kick him up a little bit. Sure. Um, I think his size and athleticism will kind of be in that tier. So ultimately, I would project him to have a hard line mid second round grade for me. See, isn't that the fun? Like, I know this is your first year with this style system, but like once you get the film score, like the baseline score, isn't it mm-hmm. fun to kind of like you start checking boxes in your head? And projecting and say, oh, okay, like I can see this guy's going to be in this ballpark here and this ballpark here. So this is where I think he's going to end up being. Oh, every damn time. As soon as I get the film score in there and the production grades, uh, the next thing I'm doing is like, well, I think he'll probably, this is what I think he'll test. This is where I think he'll ultimately size wise be. And and then you can kind of, you can peek, you know, get your head around the corner and see what they're going to be. But uh, damn, I'm excited to see what this board looks like at the end of the day here. Oh, there's nothing better than, than when that last player's done and you just sort. And it gives you the full board. So April third, dude, April we're gonna 3rd. we're gonna have to do like a a live video for sorting our boards or something <laughs> like that, and just like a genuine. It's like when you get the the new video game console and you take it home and take it out of the box, or like the new iPhone and you do your unboxing video on, on YouTube. Have you seen that they do those things? Uh, I'm embarrassed. People do that. Yeah, that's a oh, that's a real thing that people do is they'll do like unboxing and they're like, Oh, this is cool. And they'll like pick it apart. So we're going to have to do an unboxing video for our, okay. our final boards. I like um, the idea of a, of an unboxing video of a board over looking at somebody open a friggin' iPhone. Like it's the same well, as the other one. I forget who I'm talking to. You are, you are the most anti iPhone person I've ever met in my life. That's not that it's an iPhone. It's anything like that. Like, Oh, this is the, what the Xbox looks like. Okay, whatever. All right. Let's unbox some Chris Wormley. What do you say? do it holy cow man uh his projection i think some people are going to be thrown by because michigan did him no favors with with where they played him uh throughout his career at michigan uh they had him playing a a lot of edge setting the edge and he's highly effective there his hands have a ton of pop he's got the length you're looking for uh i remember walking by him at the senior bowl and it's like Holy cow, is that guy a football player or a professional wrestler? Like, he's built really well. He's got long arms. He's got power in his hands. He's consistent with his handwork as far as setting the edge, stacking blocks, and extending to keep himself clean. He's going to be a perfect five-tech for somebody. Um, he's not especially creative as a rusher. His best rushes on passing downs come on interior gaps and attacking offensive guards. Uh does not turn the corner particularly well. And again, that's where some people are going to get crossed up with this film because that's where Michigan played him a lot of the time is on the outside. Uh, but if you put him in the B-gap, you can't run on him. You can't move him. He's got a great anchor. He's got great late disengage. And the reason I say late disengage is he waits until that ball carrier gets up into that hip-to-hip with the blocker. 
and then he's, he will violently push, disengage, swipe the hands, get off the block. Uh, it's, his run defense is textbook, and there is a value for somebody like that, even though he's not a pass rusher. So, oh my goodness, if he had pass rush skills, he would be like in my top 20. But he doesn't have pass rush skills. So again, getting into the peeking around the corner. His film score was early second round for me. His peripheral metrics, as far as I'm grading him as a 5-tech, as an interior defensive lineman. Uh, His production is strong. His experience is strong. His size profile is strong. It's... uh, it doesn't matter what he's testing, he's already, his final score without his athletic testing is in the second round range. So, you know, this is the fun part about having uh, this numerical scoring is I went back and I plugged in, okay, let's say he tests in the top five percentile in every athletic test versus five tech defensive ends over the past 10 years. I gave him a perfect score. He'll finish with an early second round grade. So I can already tell you, Wormley's going to have between an early two and a mid two for his final film assessment, really like his stuff. Yeah, he was awesome at the Senior Bowl. Um, next guy I want to get into is another Big Ten guy, Curtis Samuel, offensive player for Ohio State. And the reason that I said offensive players because I think people are friggin' hung up on is he a running back or is he a wide receiver? Like, why do we have to define that? Why? Why do you have to say he's? He's one or the other. Man, just let this guy play offense. Get him the football in a variety of ways, whether it's out of the backfield, whether it's lining up as a receiver. He can do both, and he has proficiency in both areas. Uh, he's obviously very quick and elusive player, uh, Can twitched up, accelerates quickly, has short area burst and long speed. Um, he can change directions very, very well. He sees the field well. Um, he can find space. He's not somebody that you're going to want to give the football between the tackles a whole lot. But if you want to have him press out towards the boundary and, and working uh, in, in those types of areas, I think he's good. I'm sure he can take a, a, a draw handoff or something like that. But uh, you can also put him in the slot. And let him, you know, just with his athletic ability, he's quick and twitched up enough that he can just run away from cornerbacks. He's got some fairly solid uh, route running skills. And, um, you know, he's made some good catches, right? He'll make catches through contact. Now, he's also got some of those catches where he's got bricks on his hands and he doesn't squeeze it uh, and kind of snatches with poor timing. So there's some things that he needs to work on there. So, right, right, like I mentioned, as a runner, he's not necessarily a great between-the-tackles runner. As a receiver, he's not necessarily the most sure-handed guy. So he's got flaws in both areas, but obviously the athletic profile and, and, and his, his quickness and his productivity both as a runner and receiver, I think he's the kind of player that you can do both uh, uh, receiving and running things with at the next level. I know that your slam-dunk comp uh, for, for Curtis Samuel is Percy Harvin, and I think that's very good. And We've seen uh, Percy Harvin do both things, and, and Tyreek Hill, think about what he was able to do in Kansas City. He can do both things, so I think he's the next player in that mold. Get Quit trying to peg him one or the other. Just get him on your offense and, and use him in places where you can get him the football in space, let him create, and I think he can get chunks of yards very consistently. Yeah, and it seems like there's a few of those guys guys this year, right, where oh, it, it, the projection's not one-to-one, and that makes people kind of question, like, it, where does he translate? What you have to do with a player like Samuel is say, okay, where is he winning, and what is the context in which he wins? So when you're watching a guy that can line up in the slot and beat defenders one-on-one and then run 
boundary running plays and show traits, vision, short area acceleration, plant and drive ability, to be successful in that area as well, that answers your question as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's always going to be variables that we're not able to account for on the outside. But when I'm watching Samuel and he's ripping off clean breaks and sharp, crisp route stems from the slot, you know, it tells me, okay, he can run routes. And he's, he's listed as a wide receiver at the combine list, which is something we didn't even get into today. Um, so I, I think people are going to make that harder than what it is. Um, and they're, they're probably going to make this guy harder than what it is too. And that's uh, Buda Baker. Joe, this is one of your guys. Oh, yeah. Um, Joe was talking up Buda as early as October. And it was <laughs> some, somewhere early in the season, early to mid-season, I was like, I need to just unload on these Washington guys, and uh, and I did. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, Buda, the running comp for him is uh, Honey Badger. And I, I don't dislike the comp, but I think there's a more accurate comp out there. And that's what uh, LaMarcus Joyner did at Florida State. Joyner's now with the Rams. Buddha is much bigger than Joyner, which gets me excited because I really love Joyner's Florida State tape. You go back and watch, they used him as a blitz player, they used him in the slot, they used him as an underneath safety. Buddha does all of those things, and he has some of the best short area movement skills of any defensive back that I have seen in this class. Uh, really impressive the aggression in which he attacks um, his rallies in, in finding the football, and he will consistently beat teammates that are closer to the ball to the ball because how aggressive he is, his short area acceleration, uh, the mobility that he has in the lower half to really get those feet out from underneath his hips and accelerate and go get it. Uh, all really impressive stuff from him. Uh, good ball skills. He's he's not big, and again, people are going to dial in on that, but he's big enough. He's not a liability size. Like, Joyner's, Joyner had good tape, but he was like 5'8 175. I think Boot is probably going to be like 5'10, 190 or so. So don't put the size concerns out there and don't buy when people try to sell you on the size concerns with Buda Baker. He's an excellent player. So, so on the size concerns, I know we talked about this last year. I don't know if it was formally or just between you and I, but like we talked about Carl Joseph and how his size and playing style, the way that those meshed was a concern. So not so much that boot is undersized, but do you have those, concerns at all that the physicality and the way that he plays doesn't necessarily mesh with a small frame but not a tiny frame i think he plays with more regard for his body than what carl does <laughs> uh, carl <laughs> carl just doesn't care man oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he he would run through a brick wall if the ball carrier was on the other side like buddha's more of a see a crease go get it and hit guys my size Mm -hmm. Whereas Carl is much more of just a violent car crash style hitter, um, so I don't I don't put that stock in as far as uh, I think Buddha's more he's not passive at any point, but when he really plays with physicality and doesn't you know try to use his hand and just really runs through people 
is when it's on a ball carrier. Yeah. Let's uh, let's switch gears here to my next guy, and I want to talk about Forrest Lamp, offensive lineman from Western Kentucky. Joe well, loves played, Lamp. I I am I am love Lamp, and uh, I finally got a chance to do my deep dive in the last week here, and a fifty-one game starter there for Western Kentucky, and uh, he's got some nice skills as a run blocker. I like the technique. I like his attention to establishing body positioning and leverage yeah. and working his hand fits to uh, create that movement. You know, he's not a guy that's just going to come off the ball and overwhelm you with power. But when you combine the the nuance to the way that he run blocks, it's exciting for me. Uh, he's kind of a positional blocker, but a really good positional blocker. That's okay because um, he's got enough etiquette. He's got adequate power that he blends with the technique that, that's going to make him a good run blocker at the next level. Pass blocker, I like the movement skills, right? He can slide his feet in any direction. Obviously, his background as a left tackle is going to help him a lot moving inside to guard where I project him at the next level. Obviously, that's got to be true. He had short arms, like 30, th- right at about 31 inches, which is w- below the thresholds needed to play tackle at the NFL. Um, but uh, he's got good timing in the way that he pass blocks to uh, let the rusher um, – come to him in a way and establish his pass set angle to to counter that um i think he's got a really nice awareness in the way that he pass blocks to what the what the rusher wants to do in terms of reaching the rusher's landmarks and the way that lamp will counter that by attacking him in certain ways to push him off his edge track as as a you know, as a tackle, I think that's going to help him, obviously, in the inside. Uh, good good anchor. Uh, he can re-anchor as well. And uh, I, I think he's very refined pass blocker. Um, he's going to block like a, a tackle in the interior, and that's going to be really nice. I like his ability in space. I don't think he's dominant in space, but he knows how to break down, seal at the second level. He, he really does a good job of pulling and understanding, getting your head between the, the football and the opponent. Uh, so just kind of a really nuanced blocker, right, with uh, nice footwork, nice hand technique, and uh, plays with good timing. One thing that I really value in my offensive linemen are, are the ability to understand timing, right? So when to release at the first level to get to the second level and the, and the timing of combo blocks and when to chip and, and climb. Uh, and I think he's really nuanced in that. So what I, I've said it three times now. Force Lamp's just a really nuanced, technically sound blocker. I think he's going to be a friggin' good interior offensive lineman for a long time. He's obviously shown the ability to be durable, play 51 uh, career starts. I mean, I, there was some type of a, uh, a streak in there. I don't know what it was of consecutive starts. And it, he's, he's a, you know what we say it all the time. He's a plug and play interior offensive lineman, and uh, you know I think he can have a, an impact similar to uh, what we saw from Chris, Christian Westerman with the Bears last year in his rookie season. So he's going to make someone happy in in a, in a offensive line class that's perceived as weak. But I like some of the guys, uh, particularly on the inside. You know, I thought you were going to say he's a dude. I got oh, he is. I was going to say I got real excited. Ah, uh, I missed the chance yeah, there, we, but he's a dude. We he's dropped a dude. the ball there, um, man. That's all right. You get a, you get a mulligan coming up here soon. Got one right. more guy, uh, Pat Elfline. Uh, I need to have some humble pie here, Joe. Woo! Uh, yeah, you know, and it's only fair because you know you gave me some props for our Darius Stewart earlier in the week. Okay. Uh, so Elfline, we watched as part of our summer scouting series, and I was like, eh, I could take it or leave it. To be honest, it's like late day two, early day three. Um, Really didn't see the buzz, and then you know people start talking up, you know Zach Martin comps and stuff like that. And I said, okay, let's let's try and go into this film assessment with uh, a clean slate, refreshed state of mind. And 
man, he looked good at center this year. And and you can see, you know, it kind of the same things you were talking about with Lamp, but Lamp's ap- applying it on the boundary and Elfline's doing it in the middle. Um, movement skills, ability to work the hips around defenders and cross face and generate movement at the point of attack and move in space and block on the second level and get out in front of plays, uh, that's all there. And I thought the move to center was a great showcase for him. I would I would appreciate him at either guard or center. Uh, I think he's a strong value uh, in this class. Maybe a top 50 selection would be in order for someone like that. Um, really liked his 2016 film. Uh, I thought he did a nice job moving to center and uh, being able to still win first contact. I know that's something some guys really struggle with when um, – you you play somewhere else and now you got a snap and you only got one hand to utilize and I thought he did a really nice job with all of that. So uh, Elfline Joe was on him much sooner than I was. I know Joe was much higher than him in the summer. Uh, did the deep dive on his film and, and came away impressed. I thought he he had a great senior season and look forward to seeing where he lines up. I still wouldn't put him on that Zach Martin tier, but I think he's a quality plug and play starter on day one. Thanks for the shout out there, boss. Um, last guy that I want to get to, uh, is, is Jabril Prepper safety from Michigan. And it's interesting, uh, what you said about Chris Wormley, right? Uh, they did him no favors by the position that they played him in. And, and the same really applies to Jabril Preppers in that, you know, this is a guy that's going to project as a safety at the next level for me. And he's playing linebacker. And, uh, I, I did a piece this week for fan rag sports. I, I'm sure you probably read it if you haven't go read it, where I really kind of broke him down and, and talked a lot about his perceived um, decline and how he was always overhyped to begin with and how people rush to have opinions and, and they're not well-informed and et cetera, et cetera. So read the piece, but what I want to kind of do is talk about his traits more here on this segment and, and how he's going to project the next level and why I think he can be a good safety. Um, so initially look at the way he moves, right? He's, he's fast to flow when he decides where he wants to go. He plays fair forward really well. He's physical. Uh, he's got good click and close skills, covers those distances in a hurry. Um, pretty strong tackler, right? He'll knife in and make tackles. Uh, he'll chop down ball carriers and um, doesn't shy away from tackling. He takes good angles when he makes a good read. Um, I think his ball skills are good. I think people are criticizing him unfairly because of the interception total, but he is pretty competitive at the catch point, and he knows how to compete uh, and cover. I think he can carry tight ends and receivers into space. And, um, you know, the, obviously the versatility is exciting where he can play offense, defense, in the box, and et cetera. But uh, my initial concern, the one that I had with Peppers watching him tape, and this is keeping in mind I'm watching him play linebacker, is that sometimes he wasn't as quick to process. and he'd, he'd get himself a little bit slow to react, and when you're playing closer to the line of scrimmage, that's really to a disadvantage where the blocks are going to set, and um, he's just he's not getting to his landmarks as quickly as he needs to based on the play design. And that's initially, when you move him to safety, that's going to be mitigated. He's going to be in a much more advantageous position to read plays, let them develop, and then react. Where at linebacker, you need to, to freaking read and flow. Um, and 
you know, I, that's not going to be as much a concern for me because when he did make the proper read, when he did make quick decisions, he, he was, you know, he's on it. He's excellent. He closed the distance, finished the play. Um, so uh, all the traits that I just mentioned, plus, you know, my major gripe on him is mitigated, you know, playing further off the line of scrimmage. I, I, I think we have a good chance to have a nice, solid safety here in the NFL. Now, this is a deep safety class with a lot of guys that are already experienced playing safety, and so that's probably going to hurt his value a little bit. But um, look at what he can do in terms of what he's going to instantly bring on special teams in terms of being a re- uh, returner, and I think he'll be a really good uh, kick coverage guy. Uh, and, and a starter in the back end. Now, maybe not initially. Maybe it might take a year or half a season to to make that transition from playing linebacker to safety. Um, but uh, I, I like the skill set. I like the package. I like the physical traits. And um, for a guy that you know unfairly was pegged as a top ten player in everybody's friggin' mock draft going into the summer and into the early parts of the season, like don't don't get lost in that he's still a good football player. It's just that his, his perceived value was, was always way too high. Um, and, uh, so Jabril Preppers, there you have it. I think he's the starting safety in the NFL. And, um, I, I like the traits that I saw on tape. Dude. Tyler, yeah. What's dude, up? That, that was a great little soapbox you got on there. I re- <laughs> no, and, and being completely serious, I 100% agree with everything that you said as far as, um, the perception never really meshed with reality over the summer as, as far as what people were, were valuing him as. And um, he's right now he's a reactionary athlete. But the athlete that he is is a tremendous one. So I think there will be a, a substantial learning curve uh, with him as he goes to the next level. And you are going to hear a ton of people next year say, I told you so. He's no good. <laughs> but this is why we let things process for three years, right? If a guy comes in and he's good and you said he was bad, no, just take the loss. But if a guy comes in and is not good, give it time. Not all guys work at the same developmental curve. You have to understand the context here that Peppers doesn't have a home right now. And I think working at free safeties or strong safety, I'm sorry, is probably his best fit. It's just a question of, does he take to the coaching? And he may not, and he may not end up working out. But you take that risk with every single player that's in the draft, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah, I think everybody fell for it, right? Like He was the fifth in the, in the Heisman balloting. Yeah, yeah. He's the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Like, did, did anybody watch the damn tape, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, he, he's frustrating for me just because of where everybody had him what the reality was, and what we're talking about right now. So, Well, and it's funny. You're seeing the same overcorrection with, like, Adore Jackson, right? Like, I'm doing his I, – I paused my film assessment of him to record with Joe. But you watch him, and he's, like, the same thing, where he's got great appeal because he impacts the game in a lot of different ways. Dynamic return player, uh, utilized on offense – as a receiver and a runner, uh, plays a corner primarily, so at least he has a permanent home. But this is somebody that was talked about as a top 20 pick, and then you go watch the film, it's like, wow, his his physical skill set is tremendous, but his technique needs a lot of work. And now you don't even hear people talk about Adoree Jackson anymore. Yeah, and same thing, a lot of parallels, right? He was yeah. a 
top ten guy in most of the mocks yep. as well. So that, that was a really good parallel. Kyle, I have a question. I got an answer. Is the show on iTunes? The show is on iTunes. <laughs> yes, it ah. is. Uh, so please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, we we continue to value your feedback. Uh, but Joe, yes, we got the show on iTunes. Yes, so subscribe and listen. And hey, we've got. I have a plea. No, this is a new project, Draft Dudes, that we're working on. We're excited. I hope that you can tell that Kyle and I are bringing a lot of energy to this show. Tell somebody about what we're doing. If you think they want to know about the NFL draft and having a good time three times a week listening to us talk about it, you know, share the podcast. Tell your friends to watch it or <laughs> listen to it. Excuse me. Uh, give us a shout-out on Twitter, man. We, we love that. We're working hard for you. So show us some love and, and get us a subscription. Give us a, a rating and share the thing. We, we really, really appreciate it. We're trying to build a, a, something special here, and, and we're going to keep delivering for you. So uh, that's going to do it for us today. So we, we, we gave you our plea. Um, also, you know, stay connected to us on Twitter. Kyle is at Andy T scouting. I am at the Joe Marino. It is draft season. We want to talk ball with you. So uh, keep it, keep track of what we're doing there. We have uh, articles releasing regularly on fan rag sports. I know Kyle just dropped one on Jeremy Cutler uh, out of middle Tennessee state. I'll have a couple coming for you uh, on Sunday and Monday. So keep it plugged in, keep track of what we're doing on the written side of things as well as uh, what we're doing on the podcast. Um, got a lot of stuff coming at NET scouting. I know we keep talking about it it's coming soon wait till you see what we have in store for you it's going to be awesome uh and we got a lot planned for next week might have a guest we'll see but we'll be back again for you on monday wednesday and friday every single one of those days uh indefinitely so thanks for listening have a great weekend for kyle Krabs. i'm joe marino and we are the draft dudes podcast thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.